Well, welcome everyone. You're listening to episode number 27. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Megan Swanson, former Miss Nebraska turned entrepreneur and expert pageant interview coach. And each week right here, we bring you a motivating conversation to help you discover just how to unlock the winner within you. Get ready for expert pageant interview secrets, life coaching strategies, and tons of personal development. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now, let the podcast begin. Well, hey, everyone. What is up? Welcome to the podcast this week. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so excited to talk about today's topic. I planned this actually a little bit ago. And then I love seeing how the themes of this end up showing up in my life and the life of my clients and my friends and just themes all around to people around me. And today's episode is a title that most people are probably like, why the heck are you talking about that? That doesn't make me feel very good about myself. But I really think that it's needed. And today's title topic is called Get Over Yourself. Yes, that's what I said, get over yourself. But you know what? I'm really excited to take this journey with you along this angle today because what I want to help do is to empower you to not only get over yourself, but why? Get over yourself because oftentimes what I found in my 26 years of life, which is a lot shorter than most people's years, um, but I found that so often, you guys, it is so easy to blame the situation of the world around us when really the problem usually starts with us. And I think so often we can get stuck, we can get stuck when hard times come and we don't know how to get out of the situations and it can be really frustrating and really harmful for our spiritual health, our mental and emotional health, our physical health, our relationships. And today, the reason why I want to help you guys get over yourselves is because really that is the epicenter for all change. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about perspective today. We're going to talk about how to be prosperous and make up your mind. And um, I'm really excited because we're going to help you get free and And I really, really care about that. So my question to you guys starting off today is, are you stuck? Have you ever been stuck? I want you to visualize a time in your life right now that you can remember being stuck. Maybe it was after a bad test grade. Maybe it was after you got second runner up and you're wallowing about it or you're gossiping about the girl who won or maybe something just happened outside of your expectation or maybe you just got you know, you're going through a breakup or maybe you're going through your parents' divorce. Um, Those things are hard. Those things are absolutely hard and they can get us stuck. I have walked through a number of those things, um, even that I just mentioned to you guys, not all of them, but some of them. And it does not feel good. And it's so funny. Like I talk about all the time, I'm obsessed with the Enneagram. And as an eight, seven, a super achiever, challenger, literally take the life by the the reins kind of gal. Um, when I am not achieving something, when I'm not winning, when I'm not competing, I feel very weird. I feel like a fish out of water and God's growing me in that for sure. But I, when I feel stuck, I feel extremely uncomfortable because, uh, a lot of self-worth you guys comes from our achievements and that's okay. Um, but it can't be the foundation of our worth or else how many of y'all know that when rest, a time of rest comes, or you know when you need rest, which we talked about a couple episodes ago, 
it can be really, really difficult um, because your the foundation of your identity is built on something that's actually fleeting and not long lasting. And so, um, but talking about how to get over ourselves today and talking about really how to get unstuck from some of the, the things, the problems that just happen in our lives. Have you guys ever noticed that there's one common theme amongst some of these things here in the world of all of our problems? And whether it is getting second runner up, whether it's getting a bad grade, whether it is a false expectation, whether it is losing control, whether it is having an emotional mental breakdown, there's a commonality amongst all these things. Drum roll, please. Ready? What is that? It's you. It's me. It's us. It's every single one of us. And so today I want to help you get over yourself because we are the commonality amongst all these situations. Now I want to clarify in terms of something like a divorce. Okay. This is not at all me saying you're the cause of your parents' divorce. Absolutely not. 0%. No, you're not breaking those lies. Not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is that you have a part to play in your healing and in the way that you choose to walk through this process. And so I promise you, we're going to get there. It's going to be fruitful. It's going to be awesome. And this is going to help you today. So I want to set the scene a little bit. The reason why I wanted to address this angle specifically for pageantry, you guys, is because as we've talked about 8 million times before, and I will preach until the day that I die, pageantry is a mental game. Okay. Why do you do well in an interview? Yes. You need to have the knowledge. You need to study your current events, blah, blah, blah. You need to have a good platform, blah, blah, blah. But you know that. What a lot of people don't know though is the type of thing that makes you perform well or completely fall on your face and fail is your mentality. It's your self-image. It's how you view yourself. It's your mental and emotional health. It's your spiritual health. And we're going to talk about that aspect of things today because I want to help you not collapse when there are broken times in your life. I want to help you not collapse when something's outside of your control. I want to help you not collapse when something completely goes different than your, differently than your expectations. I want you to feel more control over your life. And how many of you guys know that at the end of the day, you can't control other people, you can't control circumstances, but what is the thing that you can control 100% of the time? You. And I just want to break that lie right now too. I know that there's such thing as a very real mental health issue, okay? I have struggled with that in the past. I had an eating disorder, you know, the whole gamut, okay? Those are mental health issues, obviously. And those are very, very real. But at the end of the day, I am still in control of my thoughts and my feelings. Again, self-coaching model, go back a million episodes ago and you can learn about that. But I'm in control of that. So I want to break that lie right now for you all. Um, and hopefully that helps you feel a sense of control and we can end right there. Just knowing that you actually are more in control of your life than I guarantee you're giving yourself credit for. And one thing that I want to point out is that blaming our circumstances and the world around us might feel right at the time. But in the end, you guys, it's, it's only going to feel like a Band-Aid on your skin. That's not getting to the root issue. And I've walked through this in my own life. You guys, I've been through some pain. Let me tell you, I've been through some turmoil. I've been through things that, that I thought that I would never get over, that, that felt like they would never end, if I'm being completely honest. But on the other side of things, you know, now I've realized that the only thing that I could control in that circumstance was me. My reactions, the words that came out of my mouth, the emotions that I allowed to stem from the thoughts that I was thinking. And 
you know what, at the end of the day, blaming the circumstances around me, blaming people, pointing the finger, didn't do anything to get me free. What it did do was it made me look really nasty to other people and feel even nastier on the inside. So I want to give you guys some keys today of what we can do to get over ourselves. Because how many of y'all know, like it feels good to get over problems. And if getting over problems starts with getting over ourselves, then come on somebody, let's hop on that train and, and ride on the way to freedom. That's what we're here to do. To be free in your mind, to be free in your emotions, to be happy again, to be joyful, to love your life, to win your pageants. That's what we're here for. So we're going to talk about that today. Okay. So the first way to get over ourselves, number one, I want you to write this down, is you need to make up your mind. You need to make up your mind that you want to be free, you want to be whole, and you want to stay that way. You need to make up your mind, you guys. So often when we're walking through the process of healing from something, um, tons of that mental anguish comes in and it just feels like sometimes the input level is so much faster than you can perceive. What happens is our brain just speeds into light years in the future and tries to bring confusion and chaos and legalism and work and try harder at this. And if you just do this, and if you just do this, and if you just do this, and then we get all emotional and we don't, we can't make up our mind about anything because we don't even know which way's up and which way's down. So one thing that we can do to make up our mind is to tell our mind in that situation, we know that we're racing, slow down. If there's one thing that I could say to regain control in your life, it is to be able to realize in the moment that you are literally sprinting at a Jaguar's pace and that your mind is going to start to create false imaginations about things that you do not know are true, that you do not know are facts, but they will be perceived as facts in your mind because emotions lie. And that's another great point too. Emotions lie. They will, be, they will seem like facts. You will want to think that they're facts, but all they're doing is trying to distract you from your calling and your purpose so that you can't stay free and that you can't be whole. So number one is we have to make up our mind that you want to be free, that you want to be whole, that you want to be successful, that you want to be prosperous, that you want to be kind, that you want to be abundant, that you want to love your life, you know? And guys, believe me, I understand going through hard times, okay? I totally understand. This past year of my life, I went through the hardest season I ever have. And I finally, you know, just in the last couple of months, really feel like I'm completely getting over things. And you guys, let me tell you, it's not easy. I understand it's full of a million, a million micro decisions. And I understand that it can feel like you're just lost and that you don't have clarity because there isn't a textbook for our individual hard times. And I know what it feels like to just want to completely give up. So I want to kind of say a sub point on this about making up your mind. Okay. So if you just went through something, you guys, again, we have, think of it as kind of like a scale, okay? Zero to a hundred of how intense this thing that you're going through is. Um, there's a huge difference between somebody gave you a dirty look and you're freaking out. Okay. And you're questioning your identity in your life, or you're walking through something like a divorce or a really hard breakup. That is just really, to be honest, on the threshold of what you can emotionally handle. Okay. And there should be different reactions for those types of things. Okay. Um, the, the latter half of that is going to spur a million more thoughts should spur a million more thoughts initially than, you know, maybe somebody just giving you a dirty look. But the great thing is, 
is that making up your mind applies to both of them. So my point in this is I want to make sure that I say um, is that grief is real and it comes in five stages. Okay. And you guys need to be able to move through the grief process. And there is no perfect time period for how long your grieving process will go through. Okay. You probably shouldn't have to move through a grieving process if somebody just gave you a dirty look, but also, you know what? Sometimes your brain works so quickly that you end up going through a little mini baby grieving process. If you really think about it and going through the five stages, it could just take 30 seconds and it's really just you self-coaching yourself through that process. But you guys, like I said with a Band-Aid earlier, I am here to tell you, you guys need to go through them, okay? The only way to actually get to the green pastures, to get to the life you want, to get to the mentality that you want, I know this is not what you want to hear, but in order to fully heal, you guys have to feel the emotions. Guess what? I'm a thinker. I do not like emotions. I don't like negative emotions. I wish everybody could just be happy all the time. I wish I didn't have to go through anything. I wish that life was bubbles and rainbows. But you know what? Uh, now that I've actually been through some stuff that's, that's not been so great in my life, um, I had to give myself a whole lot of grace in this past season to realize that some of these things, the only way to become the person that God created me to be is to fully go through those things. And that is so incredibly important. So don't compare your grief process to somebody else's. Um, even somebody who has gone through a similar situation, say two people lost a member of their family, one could get over something way quicker than somebody else, even if it was, you know, a grandma was lost and another person's grandma was lost. You could have two totally different healing situations. The important thing is that you are surrounding yourself with people who are supporting you, that are speaking life into you, and that you're learning how to speak that life into yourself. Um, and go ahead and listen to the last three episodes of the podcast on how to surround yourself with good friends and become your own best cheerleader because those will really, really help you. Okay. So I wanted to make sure that I prefaced this with that. Okay. But on the other side of things, once you feel like you have worked through most of that grief process, again, even if it's just like a quick self-coaching, okay. The next thing that you guys need to do is you need to make a decision that, that you want to be back to normal. Okay. Whatever normal is for you. Uh, let's say pre the incident before the incident or an even better version of yourself. We're going to talk about the difference between processing and rehearsing in a second, but I have a few points before that of how you can do that. So how can you do that? Once you feel like you've worked through most of these things, you can do that by journaling about what you learned. That's extremely powerful. Um, in some, one of my situations, I had somebody who was speaking into my life, had me do a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And sometimes when you walk through something in order to make sure that that doesn't happen again, because we're creatures of habit and every conflict has two ends of things. And in order to make sure that we don't create the same experiences in our own life, it's really important to reflect on um, what you've done, you know, what strengths you brought to the table, what weaknesses you brought to the table, opportunities and threats for maybe the, the other person or people involved or situation um, involved in that conflict or in the trauma, and then also for yourself. So journaling about what you learned is really important. Next, you can journal your feelings. Um, I have friends who do that every single day. Even if you take 10 seconds and just write down one feeling that you could describe the day um, as, that's really important in growing your self-awareness of being able to process emotions more quickly. 
And when we process emotions more quickly, then we're more emotionally intelligent beings. And life is a lot easier because your pressure box doesn't get clogged up. And then you have an emotional fit over something that really didn't warrant that kind of response. The next thing that you guys can do is talk it out. Again, uh, go back to those episodes about just good friends and being your own best cheerleader because talking it out is important if you're in an environment that is surrounded by great people who, like I said, are going to speak life into you, speak a true identity into who you are. Um, not all opinions are great opinions. And that's just, I'm going to leave it at that. The next thing is express yourself. Um, sometimes we just got to do things that get us out of our own heads. How many of y'all know that sometimes singing at the top of your lungs or screaming in a basement when you're really mad and nobody can hear you or dancing literally like nobody's watching or just putting a praise on it, playing an instrument, you know, being silly, watching something silly, express yourself. Maybe you paint, maybe you need to go for a run. Maybe you need to do something funny. Like, uh, our, our brains can just, and our minds can just wrap us up in the same cycle, 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 like that hamster wheel. Sometimes you just got to get out of your own head and expressing yourself is a great way to do that. The next thing is surrounding yourself with trusted adults. That's pretty self-explanatory. Another thing is seeing a counselor. Um, I don't care if you're young or old. I used to judge people who went to counselors so badly and believed in the mental health stigma. I just like looking back now, can't even fathom that I judged that. I just literally was judging what I did not understand 100%. And so I highly suggest seeing a trusted counselor that's in alignment with your faith and values. And the last thing that you can do along those lines is listen to encouraging podcasts just like this one. Um, it's not all about the pod powerhouse podcast, but you know, this is a free resource on purpose to be able to encourage you guys and fill up your day so that you can look forward to Tuesdays and know that your, your bucket's going to be full. So I say all these things because when you make that decision that you want to be back to normal or an even better version of yourself, here's the last part of this, um, kind of step two of what I want you guys to do after you've made up your mind in order to help get you there. So it's like, okay, coach Megan, well, how, how do I, when I've decided that I want to get back to normal and made up my mind, how the heck do I actually do that? And how do I actually become a better version of yourself? And you guys are not going to like this, but you guys want the strategies that are actually going to help you. So that is why I am telling you this now. Number two is you have to stop talking about it. Whew. Okay. So I know that's tough. I know that's rough. Um, I know that we all want to rehearse. Well, the, you know, especially for me, who's a justice person, my goodness, I see life through the world of justice and I have to check myself not to be judgmental constantly because my personality is the debater slash protector. Um, I just see everything like it's a legal argument, honestly, if I'm being completely honest. And luckily God has grown me in empathy and compassion and understanding for other people. Like I literally, you guys, if you knew me two years ago, I'm just not even close to the same person. Like, I'm not sure. Um, I really knew what empathy was. Um, I thought feelings made people weak two years ago. And I'm so thankful that God has brought me to a place where that's, that's not the case anymore. Um, but how many of you guys know that there comes a time when you're dealing with something that I believe you just know in your heart or everyone, this is key. Everyone will know around you that, okay, Megan, it's time to let those negative and lying thoughts or situations die. It's time to stop talking about it because there comes a point you guys where we are no longer processing something, but now we've moved into the realm of rehearsing. Okay. How many of you guys know that rehearsing makes you better at something? I, when I rehearse my instrument, when I rehearse for an audition or when I rehearse for church on Sundays, when I sing, 
and I have, you know, some difficult piece, I'm going to get better. I'm practicing. That's another word for rehearsing is practicing. Okay. So, uh, just like I practice my free throws, I practice, um, actually I was reading a book this week that talked about how, you, how uh, a controlled group of people who practice free throws, um, one group who practice free throws every single day for, you know, 20 minutes got 24% better. And then actually the group, the other controlled group that envisioned themselves for 20 minutes shooting baskets, but never actually touched the basketball got 23% better, literally only 1% less, um, compared to the the other group that was actually shooting baskets every day. So that's a little free advice for you guys, but that's why mental stuff is so incredibly powerful because the image that you have in your mind of everything, literally everything will control the outpouring of your life, your actions, your words, everything you do. So unless you guys want to keep practicing, 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 talking about this thing that really hurt you, this thing that made you upset, this thing that made you emotional, then I would highly suggest at the right time, again, once you've gone through the necessary grief process, whether that's 10 seconds or whether that's, you know, 10 days or 10 months, whatever it is, okay, according to the what the trauma was or what the hurt was or whether, you know, really shouldn't even be considered that and was just something Petty Betty did, you know, whatever. But you guys, there, there comes a time when, okay, processing is a must, grief is real, but rehearsing the old hurt is something that has a 100% guarantee attached to it to detach you from your peace, attach you to chaos, make you emotional, and get your subconscious completely out of whack. You guys, when you think about it, you literally are practicing reliving the hurt over and over and over and over. And you're saying, oh yeah, all those emotions that made me overwhelmed, just come here, just attach yourself to me. Yep, come on in, doors open. Yep, please give me some more, yep. Because you guys, your, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between real and fake, which is why um, number three is so important, which we'll talk about in just a second, but your subconscious literally doesn't know. So when you're practicing free throws in your mind, that's why you're getting better at free throws because it literally thinks that your body is, it's memorizing the pattern of, okay, that one missed. Okay. Now I made a little adjustment. It's proven that they also did another study. Um, and this comes from the book that I send all my clients, um, about imagination but they did another study about golf because, you know, golf is like completely a mental game and it's really hard to blame it on anybody else when you're the only one who's, um, you know, <laughs> hitting the golf ball. Um, but they've, they've done studies as well where people just visualize exactly how, okay, that, that ball went a little bit to the right. Okay, that ball had some backspin. Okay, that ball went a little bit to the left. And they've, they've mentally gone through the exercise of how they would switch it up and fix their swing. And again, those golfers um, have just performed absolutely incredibly. And some of the best golfers in the world do that. And so the reason why this next point is so perspective or so important is because of that. And number three um, is everything is about perspective. Okay. So think about it. Um, I was born in America. I was born in Nebraska. I was born to, you know, a normal family. Um you know, we had enough to live on, but we weren't ridiculously rich by any means growing up, my goodness, to parents and ministry. Um, I was raised in a Christian home, a fantastic home, a fantastic family. Um, but, you know, I got to thinking even in just preparing this, I could have been born into a such a worse situation, such a much more dangerous or harmful situation, different country, a place where women had no rights. Uh, born into a different language, born into a place of extreme poverty, uh, born and left on the street and orphaned as a child. You guys, and I know that sounds dramatic, but like, 
Have you ever just stopped to think about how lucky you are to even have the privilege of just listen, listening to a podcast because you feel like it right now? Or driving a car as a woman? Or getting your license when you're 16? Or having your parents help you buy a car? Or getting an education? Or living in a country that values education and getting to go to higher education? Getting to compete in a pageant? Some girls would literally die for the opportunity to have the life that you have. And yet, how much are we not stop? How much do we not stop talking about it? And we just blab our mouth with negativity, condemnation, self-criticism, complaining, blaming all day. Have you ever stopped to think about how somebody else would literally do anything probably to have your life? You guys, if you just open your ears and listen, and I've done this before, um, people complain about the dumbest of things. Literally, have you ever just opened your ears in a restaurant and listened to the things people say to waiters and waitresses? It is so rude. Or in school. Okay, here's some examples of things that I've heard. Ugh, I don't want to shower and brush my hair. It takes forever. Ugh, it's such a far drive. Ugh, I don't want to go see my grandparents. Their house smells weird. Ugh, I don't want to practice my walk today, mom. Ew, this restaurant again. We ate here last week, dad. Ugh, I don't want to see my grandparents. They're old and all they ever want to do is talk. It's boring. Whew. Do we hear ourselves? You guys, imagine if we're speaking those things all the time. And then are we really that surprised why our life is full of negativity and self-criticism and why we don't believe in ourselves or why maybe some people don't want to be friends with us? Are we really that surprised? If we are training our mind to get overwhelmed and to complain about something that somebody else across the country would literally die to have the opportunity. You know what? I bet people who have lost both their grandparents now wouldn't care about the house smelling weird. You know, I bet a lot of people who just purely don't have enough money to compete in a pageant would absolutely be so grateful to have a mom who not only put them in pageants, but wanted to work on their walk with them. You know, I bet a lot of people would do anything for a dad who took them to a restaurant because maybe they didn't have one much less a dad who took them to two restaurants in two weeks rather than just complaining that you already went there. Maybe a family who's never been able to go out to eat because they're scraping pennies just to make ends meet. And I know that that's dramatic, you guys, but I want you guys to see what we do to ourselves, to train ourselves to be our own worst cheerleader and in our own way, you guys. We are the problem. And sometimes I say this with a smile on my face, we just need to get over ourselves because the great thing about that is, is once we realize that we are in our own way, that gives you the capability to what? Make a change, repent, which means turn 180 degrees, make a change and to do different things to produce different results. Okay. To do different things to produce different results. The wonderful thing is, is if you are the problem, you have the hundred percent capability of changing it. You have the 100% capability of choosing life, choosing different actions, choosing different thoughts, choosing different words, choosing a different perspective. Everything is about perspective. Like I've said a million times, if you're up in an airplane, you're not worried about an ant. You can't even see it. Your perspective has changed. When you're above the clouds, you're not going to worry about what's beneath the clouds because the clouds are blocking it. You can't even see it. But how often are we choosing the mentality of seeing things through the eyes of an ant when God created us to be so much bigger? And so much better than that. God has called us to put ant-like problems underneath of our feet by understanding that we have been made righteous as sons and daughters of God. 
And that's why the last point today is number four. It's time to build a new belief. It's time. Okay. And it, you know what? It's also okay. There's a time to meditate on the fact that, you know what? You might've been victimized. You might've gone through something really hard. I've been through stuff that's really, really hard. And you might you know, need a season, like I said, to grieve. You might absolutely have been a victim in that situation. But I want you guys to know today, and I'm here to declare this over you, that you are not a victim just because you had, you maybe were a victim in a circumstance or a situation or for a moment. Your identity is not that of a victim. And you know what? Jesus has promised us, like I said, that he's put everything under his feet. And if God is for us, who can be against us? He's our peace in the chaos. He's our person who says, no, wind and waves, be, be silent, be peaceful. He's the person who walked on water. He's the person who calls you a daughter. He's the person who calls you seated in heavenly places next to him. And you know what? Whether by circumstance or whether you're just playing the persecutor in your own mind, you don't have to remain a victim. And I'm here to tell you that today because you guys, I've walked through things in my own life when I literally didn't think that I was ever going to be able to even get out of bed. All I wanted to do was sit in bed and cry and play the victim. And you know what? That was okay for a short season. But you know what? When I got a bigger dream and a new belief and I reinvigorated who I was and who God called me to be and created to be, and I reminded myself, and guess what? It took work. And it was the last thing that my flesh wanted to do. It was the last thing. I felt entitled. I felt entitled to being a victim. I didn't want to let go of what happened to me because then it felt like that person won or it felt like that situation won. But that's a complete lie because we don't wrestle against people. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. You guys, the enemy is out to steal your peace, to steal your joy and to steal your identity. Because when you walk as a daughter of God, understanding who God has created you to be, then you are full of power and might and strength. It says that, he's, that the Lord has not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. He has given you power. He has given you the ability to love beyond circumstance, beyond hurt, beyond pain, beyond what you feel like you are entitled to, beyond what you feel like you need to hold so tightly onto because otherwise the other person wins or otherwise you're, you know, I don't even know how to describe it, but I've been in that place, you guys, where it's so hard to let go of what happened because it feels like you lose. Like that's just the best way that I can describe it. But understanding you guys that God wants to help us build a new dream for the future. We have to let go of the past in order to grab hold of the future. We can't reach both at once. You just can't, your arms aren't long enough. You know, the road is way too wide in order to take steps towards what God has for you. Maybe that's getting first place this year. Maybe that's getting out of that first runner up spot, second runner up spot, whatever it is. We have to be able to see ourselves in the right light as sons and daughters of the Most High God, of who He's told us to be, who He's told us that we are, rather than seeing ourselves for our past sins, seeing ourselves in the sins of our fathers, seeing ourselves through, you know, the self-criticism, because you guys, that's not who you are. And what I want to encourage you in is to stop parlaying yourself against what you do wrong and allowing that to build an identity of well, I guess that this just confirms what I already believed about myself. No. Yeah, you might have had a bump in with sin. You might have had a bump in with a hardship, but that's not who you are. That's just something that happened. And the more that we can lean on the love of God and allow Him to develop that in our lives, you guys, in our true identity, you guys, your entire worldview will expand of what you believe that you can do, 
who you believe that you are, who you believe that you even deserve to be in a room with, um, who you believe that you can talk to, how you believe that you can perform an interview, how you believe that you can, here's a great example, grow in talent. I have so many miscontestants who are like, well, you know, I just accepted that I'm not going to win a talent prelim because I'm not as bendy as I used to be. And, you know, these other people are just this and this and this, and I haven't danced in four years. And you know what? I firmly believe that a, when, when, if you really see yourself as winning Miss Texas and that's your lifelong dream, um, and you make that dream so vivid in your mentality and you declare of yourself that every day, I know with a hundred percent certainty that when you start to believe that your words and your actions will start to follow, you know, through reverse engineering, what is necessary to get there. And I bet if you were to visualize yourself every single day, winning that talent prelim, you'd find yourself in the gym every single day. You'd find yourself saving up money for a choreographer. You'd find yourself reorganizing your schedule um, so that you could be more successful in that area because when the dream is clear, um, it will affect your mind, your will, and your emotions. And your will is your choices. It'll affect your emotions to be able to have the passion to get out of bed an hour earlier and practice, to get all sweaty and have to put your makeup on twice a day or to change your thoughts from, well, I'm committing against this girl and she's in the same group as me, so I'm done for or, you know what, I'm going to do the best that I can, and I'm going to show the judges my heart, and I'm going to strengthen my strengths rather than focusing on my weaknesses. And it's time. I'm going to build a new belief about myself because it's time. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of staying and blaming everything on everybody else because guess what? That doesn't move me forward, and it doesn't. It doesn't do anything. And I finally had to come to terms with that, you guys. And let me tell you, it's not easy. It's a daily decision, but you have the power within you to be able to make those conscious right, awesome choices that propel you into the future that you want anyway. Don't let the devil steal your dream just because something happened to you. And I want to very clearly say this today, that you forgiving and moving on, um, maybe you need to forgive even the judges, right? If you feel like they gave you, know, gave you second runner-up last year, third runner-up, or you didn't make the top 10 and you want to carry that bitterness. You guys, if you carry that bitterness into the next year, then that's going to be carried into your performance. And let me tell you, it's not cute and it's easy to sniff out. Um, so my challenge to you guys this week in this episode is I really want you guys to hold yourselves accountable for the words that come out of your mouth. I want you to start tallying, even if it's on your phone and the notes app, I want you to tally how many times you complain, how many times you blame and how many times that you're negative. And what I want you to do is I want you to remind yourselves who you are in Christ every time that happens. And I want you to ask God, Lord, like, where did I lose my peace in this area? Where did I lose my love walk in this area? How did I break fellowship with you? Or how am I separated from God right now? And that's stemming to want to be critical or want to be too self-assessing. And where am I not trusting you in this area? And I want to encourage you guys to do those things. So make tallies and then let's see if we can build some new beliefs about ourselves and um, figure out how we can get back in that love walk with yourself. Um, and with who God sees you to be, who God created you to be as a daughter of the King. So I love you guys. Um, I hope that this helped you. I know that it will. Maybe you have to listen to this a couple of times. I know it was deep and kind of heavy today, but um, I want to encourage you guys that by getting over yourselves, it is the pathway to being able to lean on the God who created you, um, the ability to make right choices and to actually gain control back in your life, knowing that if you get over yourself, you can get over situations 500 times faster and be back on the pathway to not only dreaming a new dream, but achieving them. I love you guys. Listen to the end of this. We'd love to have you in the inner circle and we'll see you next week. 
If you're ready to take your pageant life to a whole new level, make sure to join us in the Powerhouse Inner Circle, where personal development meets pageantry. Each month, for less than the cost of one coaching session with me, you'll get all my best coaching strategies through two live group coaching sessions, a companion guide to make it stick, and a community to grow with during your pageant prep. Head on over to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and to see if there's a spot for you. Finally, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know life is busy and that you may be listening on your commute, at the gym, or while cooking in between classes. We love helping you unlock the winner within you. And if you love this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe. If this episode really hit home for you, don't hesitate to let us know on Instagram by screenshotting this episode and sharing it to your story or by texting it to that one friend who really needs to hear this. It's all about spreading sisterhood and helping other powerhouse women like yourself grow. And remember, if you're ready to go all in on your pageant prep and to link arms with other achievers who want to win their pageants and win in life, our powerhouse inner circle could be the place for you. For questions, to work with us, or for topics you'd like us to cover, email info at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.